What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz, Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, it is training camp time here in the National Football League. Camps all around the league have started now. We're about a week or so in. The first padded practices have happened. Uh, The juices are now flowing as we are 36 days away from kicking off the football in a real football game. And as Alex mentioned in the group chat this week, there is football every week now for the next six months. So, hallelujah. Yeah, um, it's – God, we're less than 24 hours away, and I get to watch football. And I'm not, I'm not particularly fond of either of the teams – but it's football. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You'll get to we'll get to see it and um, we'll get to talk about it. So there's there's always that and it's always a positive. So that's um, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm sure all of our listeners are um, are getting geared up for it as well. And there's lots going on right now. I like I said, only one week into training camp. But we're going to get into that tonight here on the show is a training camp primer so as always we'll kick off the show with our drink of the night i've got myself here um a uh a, a fat tire from new belgian brewing company um that's what i'm going with for my drink of the night uh something i haven't had in a while believe it or not it's a good beer it is a good beer i like good beer oh, nothing wrong with that that's right what are you guys uh, lathered up with? Uh, I got a peach high noon. Peach Ooh. high noon, okay. Peach? Hell yeah. It's delightful. High noon, it's high noon sun sips. It is. It needs a, little, uh, needs a little tea with it, I think, would be great. There you go. Because then it would be like you. a peach. It would be like a peach John Daly. Yeah, peach John Daly. There you go. What do you got there, Alex? I know you poured something over ice. Yeah, yeah, I got. Uh, well, I had to put more ice in it because it melted. It melted while I was waiting. <laughs> I, I was getting. I was getting a kid to sleep. So, uh, doing my doing my usual. I uh, not really my usual. It's it's becoming my usual, and I'm going through the bottles quick. Some sweet tea and screwball. Okay, there you go. Okay, get ready. Got the tanks uh, fired up, filled up, ready to rock and roll. So. Let's just dive right into it, boys. I mentioned training camp has, uh, has started around the league. There's some stories. There's some headlines. Um, first thing we're going to kick off with is um, a, a headline that we talked about freaking, it seems like, for months now, and that is the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. He finally uh, signed an extension with the Packers. He's in camp. He's going to be Green Bay's QB for at least this season. What are uh, now that that's done and dusted, and we know that he's playing quarterback for the Packers? What uh, what are your thoughts about that whole situation? And should the expectations now for the Packers be Super Bowl or bust? Uh, I mean, he is. He's back to prima donna, Rogers. I mean, he definitely is. It very much shows it. I mean. I know he made some comments in like that presser about like how part of it's coming from, you know, dealing with watching some veteran players not get treated, you know, the way he thought they should. And, and, I, and I get that. But 
you know, in my opinion, I think this is still going to be drama, no matter that he's extended or not. This is still going to be drama that's going to surround his team. If the team thinks he's going to be happy, if they don't do everything perfect, good luck. Have fun with that. Um, I, I mean, I just – if the defense doesn't do what – if the defense doesn't improve and they do what they did in the playoffs during the season – you're just going to have Aaron Rodgers just dropping people under the bus. Yeah. It's because he already has basically done it. He, he, he basically dropped the entire organization. In front yeah, of I was, was going to say going to or, or, or he has. I mean, he really already has. So <laughs> yeah. it's what I mean, though, is like, dude, he's going to start name dropping players if they don't do what he wants during the season. You know it. Yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for any kind of locker room camaraderie or anything like that. I mean, for, and I don't, personally, I mean, look, talented or not, there's a certain point where how are you a Green Bay Packer? How are you sitting in a locker room and going to go, mm, okay, this is our leader? Okay. Yeah, well, I think that the fact that they can they know that they can win with them allows for some free passes, but uh, it doesn't show doesn't show great leadership. I mean, he, he'll be wearing the C on the jersey, I would imagine, but um, I'm sure that's not going to be a popular opinion. Yeah, I mean, we've gone back and forth over it um, substantially just because of the the media presence around the whole situation. And a lot of us didn't even really think that he was coming back. I mean, we thought he was going to sit pat. Um, he did. We thought he was either going to say the heck with it, I'm done, or he was going to get his way and get on another team. Yeah, and, and I mean that's kind of ultimately we all thought it was. Um, good news for you know for all our our little quizzy friends out there, he will not be the next host of Jeopardy. So that's uh, right. <laughs> you pat yourselves on the back for that one. And he's not um, going to be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So yeah, so it's uh, at least this season. It's it's interesting to say. Um, is this a is this a fail is this a failed marriage though waiting to happen like is this the last year we see Rodgers playing QB for the Packers? Oh, if he's there, I'll be shocked. Yeah, look, I've said it since day one of this. If thirteen and three, look, I get it. Everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. We we got that. We that's the point. You play to win the game. You know every other quote and you know, whatever. You went thirteen and three, and you still felt necessary to basically be a bitch holdout. Be a prima donna that you're not getting treated right and players aren't getting treated right. That nobody's done anything for you in this organization. That you are literally just, you know, this uh, quarterback that has to just work with nothing. And there's no, dude, get the fuck over your prima donna self. Go to fucking California with your weird little young wife now. And, and honestly, shut the fuck up. Like, Here's my uh, I'm, I sense, I sense some jealousy. I sense some jealousy. You threw, you threw his wife in. It has nothing to do with football, bro. Are you I don't give jealous? a shit. Clearly it does. No, clearly it does because he w- he had some, you know, epiphany of life change and clearly it didn't do anything because he's just as much of a giant prick that his family hated as Man. he used to be. You, yeah. you were like in love with Aaron Rodgers last year. Because he, <laughs> sh- he appeared, he basically pulled the, o- he pulled the OBJ. Yeah, he looked OBJ like he had turned the corner. He did. OBJ pulled the same thing on the Giants. Oh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to work on that. You know, look, give me my contract. Speaking okay, of fine. OBJ, have, have you you've seen done enough the new ice you've in his enough. grill? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about him? His new his, grill, you said? His new, ice, his new ice in his grill is the diamonds that are in his teeth now. Are they like, are, is it permanent? Yeah, yeah. He's got permanent diamonds in his teeth now. He's Sounds got like, like something else. He's got Sounds like, like something uh, stupid he would do. 
He's got like 13K worth of diamonds in his teeth. But anyway. I hope somebody knocks him out. <laughs> they might. So my last question on the Rogers uh, topic here before we move on is... That's my tie right for tonight, by the way. I promise no, that's, that's fine. Is for <laughs> as, as good as he's been in terms of productive stats and uh, the team, the team has usually been pretty good during the regular season and, you know, making it to the playoffs... Yes, he's won the. He's got a Super Bowl win, and he's got three MVP regular season MVPs. But with all of that success, you know, during the regular season and everything like that, it, has he has he been a disappointment when it comes to actually winning when it matters? Yeah, I was has just he, thinking about what to call him. I mean, you got you got goats, right? You got. Hall of Fame quarterbacks and look, we'll call he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He'll, he'll I'm get not in. That. He'll get in. He'll get in. He'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, for sure. Um, Aaron Rodgers getting into the Hall of Fame to me is the equivalent of Eli Manning getting into the Hall of Fame to me at this point. Eli Manning is the definition of an average quarterback. Definition statistically of an average quarterback that's going to make it in the NFL at this point. Aaron Rodgers is the definition of almost could quarterback. <laughs> he's he's the best regular season quarterback to ever play the game. That's what Aaron Rodgers is. The yeah. best well, regular season we'll quarterback. The Hall of Fame. I mean, there's well, no he doubt. does have a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I get got, it. He has he's a, got a Super Bowl. Bowl, but to to be this good in the regular season and not be able to finish it in the post. Yeah, he's had a lot on. of opportunities where he's had oh, I, plenty. Top I'm just, team. Plenty, plenty of top talent teams to get in there, and they still can't get yep. over that hump. And it, they've gotten they've gotten to the playoffs with different coaches. Something yep. ain't clicking, and I'm sorry, buddy, but it ain't the damn players you keep bringing in. There's one common denominator. There. Well, that's kind of where that's where I was and getting at. Is that's the, the postseason blues, yeah, for Mr. Rogers. He will be he will go down in history as the best regular season quarterback to ever play the game. Well, I mean, yeah. but that's what I'm kind of calling out too. It's like that's why I keep saying that's why I was hanging on to that 13 and three so much, like. Dude, you went thirteen and three. Yeah, like, they were the number one team in the NFC. Regardless if you get to the Super Bowl or not, that's a successful season, and that's what I think is. Aaron Rodgers is the prime definition of the egotistical player that assumes that you're going to win it all no matter what. That I deserve it and I should. Dude, he did. I mean, I like. I'm back to the. I'll call anything out on him, dude. He did the same thing as he got drafted. He bitched about that. He didn't get drafted high enough. Dude, I should have gotten drafted high enough because I'm the guy from. Dude, he thought he was no. going to be the first overall Bro, pick. You have put up the numbers. You get more credit and respect, I think, than anybody in the NFL, and it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> because he sure he, does, man. Uh, he get he gets all the praise there is. There, I don't know that there is anybody in the NFL that honestly gets away with as much as Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, his farts smell like roses to everybody. So I, let's uh, let's transition. This next topic is a uh, is one that I would like to get your guys' opinion on. So we we had our first padded practices for most of the teams um, either today or yesterday, and uh, of course with the first padded practices, the juices get flowing. When the juices get flowing, fights break out. Congratulations, <laughs> to the New York Giants! First training camp fight of the season. So my question to you guys is, do the fights that happen between the the teammates in training camp, A, are they a big deal and do they matter? B, is it always blown out of proportion? And C, can anything good or bad come out of it? Yes. 
No. Yes. You go first. I want you you go first because I usually bull bull nose things on Giants. So you go first on this one. So okay. So yes, they matter. Yes. They do matter, but I don't think in the same sense that team fans would think about rather than football sports fans. Sure. Um, and I say that because look, the teams the teams going into year two with a brand new head coach, right? They haven't been in the playoffs since two thousand seventeen and they got fucking blown out by Rogers, who we just talked about. Or yep. sixteen, excuse me. It was played in seventeen, but sixteen. So um they're trying to find this new identity, trying to put put the pieces together, figure out what they are, and and the team has gone and pulled a lot of people from a lot of different parts of the country in terms of talent and players and different teams. There's going to be clash. And the reason that I think that is good for the team and the organization as a whole is it kind of it kind of signals that they're tired. All right. They the, the team is now the players, whether they're in their first year with the team or not, the 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 team, the culture is is changed. They are tired of losing. They are tired of being an okay or a bad football team. Yeah. It, to them, it's it's not acceptable. So to see these guys going out in a padded practice and yeah, they're teammates, but to see them going out and giving it one hundred and ten percent, and not to like hurt somebody, but like actually giving it to them all and, and having their back for their twelve. Um, it, it it's it it's a good thing to me. It serves I, I, I as a tone setter. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. That was so this, one. The, the biggest thing that I, I like to kind of piggyback on that, because I really kind of agree, believe it or not, guys, we actually almost fully agree on this. I mean, Alex, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we all we disagree on a lot of things, but the one thing we definitely don't disagree with is hard-nosed um, football that, you know, everybody basically takes self-accountability and – that's where the Giants are leading to. That's what makes good franchises stay good franchises. I mean, yes, you can clearly have a prima donna quarterback toss other people under the bus, but, you know, at the end of the day, the rest of the team is a pretty self-assured, like, team where they take their own, you know, ownership to things that go wrong. And the biggest thing that I think is a takeaway is you're talking about how this is a very young team and a very young to the Giants team. The most tenured veteran giant who's been on the Giants the longest now is Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. And now, what's he for, at eight years, seven years? If, for those who people who don't really know, yes. Sterling Shepard has been there with, let's see. Three head coaches. Uh, yeah. is, it, is Four. It three, right? Four. No, this is his fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was there with Four. the very tail end of Coffin, if I'm not mistaken. No. Yep. Yeah. He was there yep. for the very tail end of Coughlin. No. He We're going to have to know this one. He got McAdoo, and then he, he had, got Shermer. McAdoo, and then Shermer. Yeah. He drafted in 2016, bro. So yeah. that was one year of Coughlin? It was the final one. Uh, no, that was, I thought that was McAdoo's first year taking over. Yeah. He had all of Coughlin's guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but anyway, the, right? po- the had, point is, is that the there's not being, a lot of veteran leadership. The point being, though, and – that's just really sad that as Giants fans, we just completely bombed that one. But anyways, the whole point being is when your most tenured veteran giant makes a comment going, if you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. That just tells you that what started to take place last year in terms of getting this team looking like a team was clearly the right direction. Clearly wasn't some like, 
uh, first year thing of Joe Judge maybe kind of no like clearly there was this was starting to work as early as last like as soon as he walked in the door clearly well, this thing, is something he's been building. I've learned about uh, at least Giants training camp, especially with the fight that just happened and what we learned um, with the installment of the Judge system last year is that it's no country club up there. I mean, it's definitely back to the, you know, practice isn't like just fun and, you know, yeah. it's, this is, you, you, you win championships by the practice that you put in. Yeah. Well, in I know, listen, the Giants were the first to fight, but they ain't going to be the only team that has a fight, you know? Oh, there's, there's fight. It, it, that's what I think's hilarious. Just wait until is, the, uh, the, the shared practices happen and all that stuff. Yeah. I just, I feel like I've come across this a few times and it's like, even New York owned media who are the beat writers there. They're like trying to make, like they're trying to pry. Like this is some, it's a, it's a fight at practice. Like there's going to be 15 more of these throughout this league. There's going to be, like you said, joint practice. There's going to be some scuffles. Well, there's going to probably be another one of the giants camp. I mean, yeah. Like the thing with training camp uh, practice fights is, you know, you got 90 dudes there and they're all fighting for a job. You don't know what I do like physical trying to, win a job of course they are well the thing i love is you know i like that judge came out and said you know hey we're not here to practice fighting because if you get in a fight in a game you're out so we're not going to practice bad practices um you're gonna fight don't hit my fucking quarterback basically and it's like (laughs) i I, dude people are all gonna run some people seem to almost mockingly say it i love that Joe Judge went full Herb Brooks and made them do gassers and push-ups in front of media. Like he's like, I don't care. He also made a comment too. I don't know if anybody's caught it. He basically is quoted as saying that I don't care wh- who or what you do. You, if you're the guy for the job, that's you're, you're getting it basically. Yeah. Like well, he's, he doesn't care what your tenure yeah. is. He doesn't care what you get paid. Doesn't care where you're drafted. This is going to be a team that is literally going to be all about who's going to put the hard work and effort in practice and make the starting roster. Which I'm telling you. The way this division is too, that's gonna they're, they're gonna be they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. I said it when we were all texted. I'm like, this is gonna be a team that's gonna be chippy, and they're gonna play with attitude all year. Well, they they're... should because the division is really up for grabs. So. Exactly. Now, this next topic I've got for you guys with the questions uh, is a is a big one. Uh, it's gonna be uh, related to the Carson Wentz foot injury. We found <laughs> out that he's you know. <laughs> As fragile as a piece of fine china, the Colts are in trouble. My my question is, now that we know Wentz has elected for the foot surgery and the window for return is pretty is pretty wide. It's anywhere from five weeks to twelve weeks. If it's worst case scenario and Wentz is out twelve weeks, you're talking about him missing at least the first quarter of the regular season. My first question is if that's the case, do the Colts have their quarterback on the roster, or are they making a trade? And if so, who are they getting? Nope. The 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 team. This this is how we could put this to bed now. Frank Reich, because they got Jacob Eason and Brent Hudley. They went on record to say that this is Carson Wentz' team. So oh, whatever, I think they probably. I truly think they'd roll Jacob Eason. I think they roll with Jacob Beeson, right? They had a good practice. He's he's catching on really quick. He's got Brett Hundley. Or you have Brett Hundley. 
and him basically go at it to start. Brett Hundley is there just as a camp body to help Jacob Beeson along and learn the playback better. That's I mean, all is Ellinger doing anything? Does what if, like- what if, um, boys, what if Eason and Hundley in the preseason just looked like, oh shit, they, there's no way. Do the Colts call up the Bears and say, we'll trade for Nick Foles, seeing as Foles has got his you know, success with Frank Reich, and he's the third stringer with the Bears right now. Does no. that happen? No. I I, I, I see Phillip Rivers coming out of retirement to play with them again rather than them trading for somebody. Well, Rivers has got to get done coaching high school football first. Well, he also said he would be open to a comeback if it presented yeah. itself right. So, so I think Alex is on something there where I, if I they're really surprised. desperate for a quarterback, I think they would probably ring, reach out to Rivers. He's familiar with the team, at least in a way. You know, it's we're gonna see we're gonna see Andrew Luck come out of the out of the freaking woodwork with some John <laughs> Cena. It's Andrew Luck. Oh God, some crazy like, shit's gonna happen. It, they're not gonna trade. It's not gonna happen. They're, so they're, they're gonna roll with what they got on the roster until Wentz comes back. Pretty much. Now, if if Wentz comes back, do we think that the the foot injury? Sets him back and then he struggles, or you think we get the Wentz of uh, you know his twenty his you know his twenty fourteen Super Bowl run year kind of thing? No, he's that's never going to happen again. Never again. So I don't think it's impossible. But it's, it's impossible. It'll it's, never happen again. It's going to look <laughs> it, the window of him being able to be successful still is going to continue dwindling the oh. more he keeps getting hurt. Don't backtrack on what you said last week. You were hella high on Carson I was, Wentz. but the problem is, is and now, now he's, and now now he's hurt again. To that. Well, he is hurt again. It's again, another so problem. What do you want I'm going to start calling you Stephen Smith. <laughs> okay, well, I'm an idiot. Right, what am I going to do? Be an idiot and be like, oh, yeah, Carson Wentz. Is... Dude, no, he has Dude, an injury in Carson his foot Wentz is done, that bro. is going to take time to heal, and it may not it yeah. may hinder how he's going to perform when he comes back. And he's now continually racking up the injury now. Yeah, I thought is. maybe with a fresh start, it wouldn't happen. He proved everybody wrong that thought that. Yeah, I mean, day I'll one. Admit, dude, I'll completely be the first person to admit that I was wrong in that prediction. I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm not trying to hang on to that. I'm just simply saying that, hey, I don't think he's complete. The door's completely shut on him, but it's very, very. This is definitely I mean, that door a setback. It's cracked. Listen, like, yeah. It's a cracked open door. Like, it's barely. Open. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record to say this right now. Regardless of when Carson Wentz comes back, if him and Jake and Easton have a, a, a level playing field and amount of playing time they get on those regular season games, Jacob Easton will be the better quarterback. Oh, well, well that'll, certainly, that'll certainly be something to watch and see. A little caveat Period. about the Wentz injury is that the, uh, the second-round pick that the Eagles get doesn't turn into a first round pick unless Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So that's not going to happen, buddy. Eagles fans need Wentz back. (laughs) So basically I can root against Carson Wentz still. And it helps. It helps. It hurts the Eagles is what you're telling me. Yep. Sweet. All right, cool. Carson Wentz, take all the time you want in the world to get back there, bud. Yeah. Make sure well, that foot's, dude, make sure that foot is 100%, man. I mean, you can't go out there at 95. Like, I tell no, you what, no, really quick. Whoever's the, supplying the, ex- the turf and the cleats for the Colts, they need to do something because the, Quentin Nelson got a yeah. foot injury, and he's out for 
you know, five, five to ten weeks too with that surgery. I was about to say that. I was about to go right into that. The, the I team mean, he's is their best freaking apart. player. Now you got you got him out after foot surgery too. What the hell's going on over there? Bro, it's not it's not even about the team or the coaching and the turf, okay? It's about one person that came from one shithole team and was now <laughs> gonna turn another team into a shithole team. I tell they got you, bit the Colts, by the Colts were trending up and now I don't know. They, they got bit by the winds bug, okay? They could start out 0-5 and the season could be over. Yep. I mean they've got a murderer's row. And if you got Jacob Easton as your QB with no NFL experience, really. I mean Yeah, but that's like if you start any rookie, dude. I mean, it's not like Easton's some like piece of shit. I know, I mean, but I'm amazing, talking about but... they're playing they're playing against playoff teams out of the gate. No, I know, but listen, I don't hey. give a shit what anybody says. The Colts, they're not gonna make the trade. They need a call. They need to call the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they need to make a trade for friggin' Gardner Minshew, like ASAP. Uh, but did the Jaguars help out a team in their own division? Uh, hey, look, I don't know if they would or not, but they need to at least they need to explore it real quick. Yeah, that's why I brought up the Foles thing because at least Foles has, you know, some experience, and Lord knows he's not going to see the field in Chicago with Dalton and Fields there. Jim, so. call call the damn Bills for 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 uh, Trubinsky, like yeah. You yeah. gotta at least make a call. Well, what about the Niners in. for Garoppolo? Because all words out there is that Lance may be winning the job already. Yeah, you can't um, you can't ride into the season sitting with Eason and Huntley, expecting Wentz to come back ready to play. Like you, I mean, you gotta, there's you a, definitely get a possibility. There's definitely a possibility that one of those guys could be wearing a you know Colts blue. Um, Garoppolo yeah. would be a mistake for who? Yeah. For the Colts. Yeah. Okay. I would say because. That'd be great for the 49ers to finally move on from, uh, you know, Mr. Trubisky Pretty would Boy. be a bad idea, but you Trubisky would probably be good. But I mean, here's my question: If he's smart, does he really want to leave Buffalo right now? Oh, yeah, because he's not going to start, dude. He's getting paid still, and he gets to sit behind Allen and learn from a good offense, retweak his game because they're very similar. Weirdly enough, his, I mean, Allen's got a little bit of a stronger arm, but oh yeah, they're artists, like they're bigger body guys that can move. The problem with why would you leave? Yeah, because I'd be like, because the that. problem the problem that we're going to see and nobody's talking about this. The Bills are invested in John in, John, in Josh Allen. Period. Like we know this for a fact. The guy's a good quarterback. Well, of course. They, there's there's no denying this. The issue that's going to arise from this is Trubinsky. We all like. We even said it. The guy's had great seasons statistically. He's just been with a very poor coach. You like really? Because I've never heard you say anything good about Trubinsky. I've never said anything good about Trubinsky playing on the Bears. I've never said anything bad about Trubinsky in terms of his production. Okay. He actually played I, well for the Bears. The Bears yeah, I, I even came situation. out on, on, on the show and said that I don't understand why they're not running the offense the way they did for him two years ago because he was really good in that system. Yeah. Okay. So well, I have nothing against Trubinsky. But what we're going to see here is something similar to the situation that brewed, brewed down in friggin' Raiders camp between Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. Two serviceable quarterbacks who were good in the system, but they couldn't commit to one of them because they didn't want to make the decision. It's... Somebody needs to be calling the Bills. Motherfucker, the, the Giants need to be calling damn Bills. No. <laughs> I mean, teams, I'm not teams against with subpar, I like Risky, I but... shit, look, Teams with subpar or uncertain quarterback play at this point need to be calling the Bills for Mitch Trubinsky. Well, so that Period. brings me up to our next topic is some of these training camp battles and what you guys have your eyes on. And I got to be honest with you, at least this is my opinion. My top training camp battle that I'm watching right now 
is the shit show down there in New Orleans between Jameis Winston <laughs> and Taysom Hill. Who's who's going to win that quarterback job? <clears throat> Taysom Hill. I mean, dude, if they start Taysom, that Hill. is a freaking three ring circus that they've got going down there. They started them last year. Taysom Hill's going to start. Dude, that is a I, mistake. Dude, I told you as the season was wrapping they up. They don't have a quarterback. Bro, nope. I was telling you as the season wrapping up, this is the that this is the slow, maybe almost off a cliff downfall of the Peyton era. It, it's just going to get worse. Yeah, we said that. He's on the hot seat. Hot seat. It's not even that he's on the hot seat. I don't think they're aware of what's actually happening. I mean, it's not good, man. Like I said, this is my this is my top, uh, you know, camp battle that I'm looking at because let's face it, it's the most important position on the team, and you got two major question marks. I mean, you got one guy who's a tight end, and you got another guy who can't run through a bunch of padded tackling dummies. And you're down your best wide receiver. Yeah, Thomas is going to be out at least first four or five games. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, and like Matt said, all of that adds up to this is the decline of a team that has tons of talent on paper. I mean, it's just when uh, what what are your got what are what are the bat the battles you guys are trying to keep an eye on? It could be on the Giants. It could be anywhere. Like I said, it, it, what's the position my, battle you're looking at? My favorite's the Bears. Uh, Fields yeah. or, Fields versus Dalton. Yep. And it's, and it's only because they took got out Trubinsky and hitched their whack at a Dalton before ju- drafting Fields. So yeah, now, but see, I think they see they the one to, thing though too. If the Bears are smart, as good as Fields can look, you don't start Fields. You start Dalton. You let him get take that out of the gate beating that happens, and you ease Fields in. I mean, there are a few exceptions that have happened, but dude, most of the time, rookie quarterbacks. Do better when they come in a little late. Listen, you yeah. want to know what it? You don't know it signals me that a team is not smart and they have absolutely no fucking clue what they're doing at the quarterback position. Well, there's a couple of teams that could fall into that category, honestly. In the you want to know what signals point. it though? Like one okay. glaring ass, just it's it's there. What's that? What's that? When you when you sign an average rookie or an average veteran quarterback. And then you go and sign a one-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, expecting that to rejuvenate your offense, getting rid of an already decent, serviceable quarterback. Well, listen, let, we've let's said face it. it. We've the all ba- said the it. Bears have we... been a joke at that position in terms of consistency and figuring. I mean, since forever. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, had, the Bears they have... had a good player in Jay Cutler, but he never got them where they needed poor, to go. Poor Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking Jay, I mean, he tried. I mean, it makes no sense because they won a su- they got to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Yeah, sexy Rexy got him there. God, dude, like, I forgot about Grossman. He's like, so how nasty. did they? I don't understand how this team was able to do that, and yet they've had better quarterbacks and still can't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's, that's a great, that's because that's a great point. That the defense is loaded. We know, but yeah, I mean that that I think that right now, so Alex's Alex's uh, pick of battle as the Bears QB position is right up there. And I think that the the 49ers one with Garoppolo and Lance. Yeah, that was gonna be one. that was gonna be the one that I was gonna throw out there is yeah keeping an eye on that think? one. Um actually Lance I'm gonna have a toss up. I'm gonna toss it between the 49ers because I really don't know what direction you're gonna go because uh, starting Trey Lance out of the gate just seems dumb but then I think Shanahan's wagons. gonna fall in love with him. 
I think it's possible. I just – I don't know that it's the right move. I don't – I truthfully, I think both guys are not the answer for that team. Um, you know what wasn't the right move? I'm trading up to three to get him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I still don't get it, oh, but, yeah, you know, I sure. Know. Um, I mean, the other one that I'm interested too is, I mean, I doubt he's really going to be there. He, he won't be there week one, but just this quarterback play as a whole that I'm really intrigued in is what's going to happen down in uh, Washington. Like, well, I got to believe Fitzpatrick get until yeah, they put I got to believe Fitzmagic is going to be the guy now. How many games until Heineke gets in? It's like, well, you know. That's true. I mean, you never know when Fitzmagic's uh, arm's going to fall off. But that, I, that, See, I, I, I'm one. hesitant to put that as a camp competition to watch because I don't know that there's really a camp competition there. But yeah. you got to think that they're in the back of their head going, okay, well, when are we going to throw Heineke in there? Um, what, about a, uh, what about any non-QB training camp position battles? Anything that you guys – are keeping an eye on whether it's your team or around the league. I mean, there isn't really a whole. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some ones that I'm overlooking. But, well, I'll give you. I'll give um, you an example. I'll, I'll take it from my team. You know, you've got Chris Harris is your is your number one cornerback, and then the battle for second quarterback for the Chargers is either going to be Michael Davis or the rookie Asante Samuel Jr. And all reports and everything like that. The rookie is on point and may may win the CB2 job right out of camp. So I'm going to keep an eye on that because, honestly, the Chargers, you know, the, the cornerback depth is once you get past those three is a question mark. Um, uh, and so I think that that's something to watch to see if he wins the outside corner job op- opposite Chris Harris or if he's – the uh, the slot guy, but that's one of them that I'm watching. And then I know this is going to sound weird, and it, it's maybe not a battle right now, but I kind of think it is. And that's the left tackle job here in Jacksonville between Cam Robinson and the rookie left tackle Walker Little. Okay, going a little more nitty gritty than I was thinking, but all right, I like it. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, there are battles out there. You know, it's it just depends on you know what you're paying attention to and and what you're hearing. I don't ever. I'm not usually that in tune around the league quite yet because it's just the beginning of training camp. Um, yeah. I'll start picking up on that stuff as like a week or two goes in, just because I think that's when you can really start seeing them heat up and start to kind of take shape. There's a lot of now you're getting a lot of, uh, I, I think, just general prediction with not a lot to it yet. So I think by next well, they'll week, really heat up once they start playing these preseason games by next week, it'll get a little, it'll, it'll heat up a little bit more just because I'll be a little bit more practice underway. Um, I mean, I guess if we're going to kind of delve into, um, you know, our own teams here. For and for the Giants, who's going to be the third? Who's going to be the third string tight end now that Tolilo's out for the year with the? Yeah, that's who I was going to bring up. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, obviously, it's going to be probably Caden Smith because they've literally only got three other guys. I like Smith though. Caden yeah. Smith well, can do it. Kyle be... Rudolph should hopefully be the guy that's getting a lot of red zone. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be. They're going to go to what they know, man. It, they're going to go with Ingram because he's slimmer. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. He weighs the same, but he's a lot yeah. slimmer, which means they're going to be using him in wide out sets, which is where he fucking needs to be. Yeah, yeah. he's not an inline um, tight end. We've learned this. Rudolph is a better blocking tight end that can catch the ball, and Caden Smith is a better blocking tight end that can catch the ball. So 
um, I think we'll see we'll see more of Ingram in like the you know the four and five wide sets, and we'll see more of Rudolph in like the end zone and and uh, you know blocking sets like backup running back for the Giants. That's got to be a battle behind Barkley. Man, that's a big ass golden question mark for starting at this point. <laughs> we don't know. They won't give us any information. That's the one thing I hate about the camp situation that we have now with the New York Giants is they do not give out any any damn information yeah. about what's going on with anybody that's in a damn in a in a whatever protocol. I don't give a shit what you want to call it. It's going to be a revolving door until Barkley's back to being the workhorse between Morris and Clement and like, like damn man, like Galladay went down with an injury. Oh, you know, it's, it's different for each player. We'll we'll see how it goes. He's seeing the doctors today. Yeah, apparently oh, you it's a tell minor going on here. I mean, the biggest thing too to be I mean, I think the biggest positions to pay attention to for the Giants at the end of the day is going to be the offensive line. Yeah, that's a big question mark too. Well, yeah, wow. cuz they're already I mean, they're already down well, they're down the Mew. Big ass golden question mark and Shane, a big Shane green Lemieux already big down. old box. I mean, as much as people are not going to want to hear this, I think you're going to probably have to kick Thomas to right tackle and put Solder at left tackle. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> dude, you're going to need a veteran presence on that line, dude, in yeah, the starting rotation. Keep... God, I just don't. Like, you're going to need to. Matt, Pert needs, to, Pert needs work. He, yeah. he, he well, needs I mean, some we'll work so what, he can learn. We'll see what combo they roll out there for that first preseason game in a you couple know, of weeks. You know, Hernandez is apparently in a better, a lot better shape and moving um, much better in terms of his footwork than he ever has at all. So that's that's that says that he understands where he has it, where he is in his career, and how serious it is that he has, um, you know, tape to show that he actually can still be a guy that they drafted um yep. i mean i got a good one for you guys i mean what you, you have got? to put nate soldier at right tackle um Maybe. but yeah i mean you're gonna have to shuffle that line around again and i think will hernandez is gonna have i mean he, he was slotted there anyways but he's gonna have to be back to left guard i mean they had lemieux there ahead of him but well now with the injury it's gonna nope. have to go back to hernandez and um you're gonna, I think, have to get Solder on a starting rotation. I really do. Unfortunate yeah. for us. No, we'll I don't see. think it is. I think having some, I, I do actually think having some experience will help with some of the stretches that they're gonna have this as we talk about the schedule. Yeah, and, we'll find um, out in ten days when they play that first preseason game against the Jets. Well, I always yeah. love the in-state preseason game. Yep. Hey, we'll, tickets, we'll, tickets as low as fifteen bucks. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll segue into into the Jets here in a second here. Oh yeah, uh, I got a good one for you guys, and this one's coming straight out of Baltimore, buddy. Okay, oh, what battle we got in Baltimore? Marquise Brown. Oh, oh versus Sammy Watkins. Rashad Bateman. Oh, oh yeah, I think the Bears. rookie ba- I think the rookie Bateman's gonna end up being their top guy. Cares. You know what? You know what? <laughs> You're you know still not gonna, gonna get it done. You know what's gonna happen? It's not going to get it done because they don't have a quarterback playing quarterback. They don't even have a quarterback and can't playing quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Trace I mean, McSorley and and uh, what you call it Huntley. No, I don't know what is, whatever his damn name. I forget. Tyler Huntley. Yes. Yeah. Huntley. Yeah. Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I was right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's who they got because Jackson just is not there. Um, whatever. He's not a quarterback, anyways. But um, they're they're not going to have. A single wide receiver over a thousand yards this season. Probably not. I mean, they're not that kind of offense, but probably not. But they have. Yeah. 
I mean, I know that they have to be. You got to make you got to make plays in the passing game to win in the playoffs. But uh, there's no evidence that that's what's going to happen. They're a really weird team because they're they're not winning that division this year anyway, and they may not even be a playoff team. Yeah, not with I mean, not with uh, not with dipshit as their quarterback. Well, and, and I mean, let's face it the Browns the Browns are primed to be a a contender. Yeah, but I mean. Can, can we be realistic? It's the Browns. It's still the Browns. But I hey, don't care what talent on it. They, are they that won team. a playoff game last year. They, 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 I mean, I know. They exercised yeah. some demons. They signed your boy Nick Chubb to an extension. They they did, and they've done smart. I think the smartest thing they could do is get Beckham out of there. Well, they won without him, so maybe they do. You want to talk about You want to talk about some camp drama to pay attention to? Maybe they send Beckham drama? back home to New Orleans. The New York Jets? Well, no, it's Beckham. I, I, I personally, I think keep an eye on that. I, I may so I far all news out of camp is that there, it's going good, but it's only because he's in bubble rep. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, of course, that's how it was with the Giants for a little bit too. Um, it seemed like everything was really good because they had control of him. I'm telling you, let's see. Let, let's um, the Browns are going to trade the New York Giants for Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram for Odell Beckham. I swear to God. Okay, first off, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. You guys, you guys would have a conniption. I would die laughing, dude. Gettleman is not that dumb. Like, get the get out of here. No, thank I God. mean, here's the thing, dude. They play. They open at Kansas City. We know that's going to be rough. We've already discussed that, dude. I'm telling you, man. If they stumble and they lose to like Houston or I'm gonna say Minnesota, maybe Chicago, even if they have a if they have a kind of embarrassing loss within the first four weeks. Mark my words. You can call it. We can, you know, write this down now. August 4th, 9 start to crumble. I am telling you that if they have a bad loss early in a season, it's Beckham's going to make it known, and it's going to become the Brown schism. He's going to have his tantrums again. It's going to be the schism of the Browns, and it's going to be, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield having to basically play, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because I've just got to be even killed and I got to say the right things because I can't destroy their locker room kind of I thing. Or, I wouldn't be so or, quick. You know. I wouldn't be so quick about that. Um, he may throw under the bus. I'd hope he would. But... There has not been not not a single snippet of any positive news out of the Browns camp so far for uh, Baker Mayfield other than the fact that he is struggling. Yeah, well, I've heard there's there's been some reports of, Lots of guys struggling. Burrow struggling in Cincinnati. Zach yep. Wilson struggling with the Jets. I mean, yep. it's early. It's only been a week, but that you never want to hear that. You never want to hear a veteran quarterback struggling. That's, That's not a true. good sign for it. Well, team. he let's see. He had a good he had a good year last year, right? Yeah. So this is four. This is year four, right? Yeah. For Baker. So, so he's on his pattern of this will be a bad year, and if somebody gives him a chance again, he'll be good next year because he basically was really good his rookie year, sucked his sophomore year. Yeah, he's really been a, good he's been year. a roller coaster up and down kind of guy. That's the thing. I mean, though. I'm just he's saying, coming up on if, a contract year, he can't have a slump. He's no, either no, got to play his heart out or he's he's done. Yeah, they I'm just be a telling you, team. mark my words, Beckham will be part of a downfall of the team if it happens early in the season because of a loss or because of just not getting the ball or not getting the production out of the offense that he thinks Baker should be doing. All if right, Odell Beckham so last... is the best player on the Browns. Will you buy a Browns Odell Beckham Jr. What was that? If Odell Beckham ends up being the best player for the Browns this season, will you buy his jersey? I absolutely will not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll, make you, I'll make you a deal right now on the show. The only, cha- the only chance you right has of show. having a Browns jersey is a Nick Chubb jersey. 
I'll make a deal for you right now on the show. Okay. What's that? I'll buy a I'll buy a Daniel Jones jersey if I'm wrong, and you got to buy an Odell Beckham jersey if you're wrong, and we got to wear them to the next Giants Browns game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when that's going to be. So I don't know either, of... but we got to do it. We got to do it though. Fair enough. Fair enough. If we're both wrong. We got to do it. Hold on. So hold on. Let's. Uh, all right. I'm okay with doing this kind of. Uh, all right. So hold on. We got to We got to set the groundwork now. This is the like, groundwork, or the you know the ground rules. So. I, you're telling me that if Beckham is the best offensive player on the team or counts as being the most important offensive player because one of the one of the best on their team because Nick like Chubb's going to be that guy but impactful on offense I mean Nick Chubb will be that guy but that's okay um I well, if to, that's the case, then you shouldn't you won't have to worry about getting the Beckham jersey yeah I'll have to wear a Beckham jersey that you buy yeah if yeah. Daniel Jones turns out to be the best giant. The guy. Player. Alex has to get. Have to Alex wear has Jones to wear the, jo- the Jones yeah. jersey. Yep. There you go. Okay. All right, I just want to make sure we're focus. clear. So Beckham's got to be said here on the show first. Beckham's got to be an integral part of the offense in terms of basically leading the receivers. They yeah. both got to be the team's best players on offense. Yeah, and okay. and Jones has got to be the guy to get us over. There you go. There okay. it is. They they basically have to be the same. Odell has to be the Odell he was for the Giants, and Jones has to be the old. Jones has to be that the God. I hate to say it, but Jones has to be the Eli Manning. Got to be Eli, yeah. In, in clutch, <laughs> and he's got to. Jones has got to channel his inner clutch. Eli, yeah, is, is what has to happen. All right, well, okay. We here on the show, that's how to wrap up this this uh, first week of training camp, right there, boys, with a little uh, a little something on the line. So. Next week, we got to get further into training camp. We'll have some preseason games to uh, to preview and give our opinions on kind of what we're looking for, what we'll be watching out for. Uh, So the the show will continue on as we kind of mosey our way through the preseason as uh, let's face it, the NFL ramps up. I mean, we're going to be kicking off a football in just about a month where it counts. So well, we'll be able to talk about how pathetically lame the uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame game is. We will. We'll. We'll do we, certainly. Why, why do we even broadcast that game? Like, really? Yeah, it's like Alex said. It's to give people some football. Get just get you a it's, little. Appetizer. It's not football. It, it's it's not though. I, I mean, know, but it's, it's not. It's, but it's, it's, it's a little before the meal. It's a little it's taste, bro. It's like yeah. trying to give. It's like trying to give an addict a little taste, and then tell That's him to come right. back seven days later. Like, yeah, hey, a little. Hell, you better give me some football, taste. man. See, I just I can't get sticks before my chicken parm, please. I just can't get that excited about it. Huh. I'm that's because that's because I'm not excited at all. Fan. But I'm going to turn it on for you what know, was that, Alex? You're just, what you fo- you're just not a real football fan. <laughs> no, I would rather watch actual games that mean hey, not a, there's just... not a damn person in the history of the NFL that's excited about the game tomorrow. But we are excited because of football. All right, so shut your mouth. That's right. I mean, I'm more excited. I'll be about... paying attention to the Mets game. I'm not going to lie, but you know. Yeah, I, like I, <laughs> I've got more important things to pay attention to than the Dallas Cowboys playing the Pittsburgh fucking Steelers in a Hall of Fame game, which but is going to be just a shit show. The fact that they're playing it, you know, there you go. I mean, yeah, they didn't fair play enough. Last year, still... bro. <laughs> well, is Dak even playing? Yes. Oh God. Man, we'll see. Why would Dak? Why Dak would will, they? Dak will hand the ball off three times, and that'll be it for the night. Yeah, that'll be his quarter. There you go. I, I hope they try to make him play because that would be <laughs> the worst idea ever. Yeah, I wouldn't play him at all. That would but be the most then Dallas again, thing I'm not do. a cowboy, so who knows? But that'd be the most Dallas thing you can do. 
we'll see how it goes. So we'll uh, we'll get into more uh, training camp talk as we uh, as we move along next week with the show. Because let's face it, there'll be games to get ready for. There'll be more reports out of practice. So hopefully, uh, whatever team you're a fan of, you've got a healthy uh, you've got a healthy week of practice. You know, nothing worse than having those major training camp injuries where it just throws the whole season down the shitter. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll get into a lot more of it next week on the show as we carry on here on Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>